Edging On. Edging On. Edging On. Multiplicity, Episode 9. This time we're covering minutes 80 to 90. And, uh, start with a bang. The movie's still going. Laura didn't shut the Volvo's windows, Adam. The Valvo. Oh. She didn't shut the Valvo's windows, Adam. This is... Every time I think I find my favorite line, I find a new favorite line. Adam, when's the last time you forgot to shut the windows of your Valvo? And it's raining. And it's you keep in mind it's raining. You don't want it to rain in the Volvo. I thought she said Volvo. <laughs> oh, like, she why is it going outside? <laughs> it's just another invitation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is graciously accepted, as we'll get to here in a little bit. Just a reminder. Yeah, uh, like, I'm going to shut my Volvo, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never my shut my Volvo, Robin, Doug. Doug. <laughs> I, we're... Just a reminder from last time, it's thundering, it's lightning, it's very, very frightening, and all the clone Dugs are on the prowl. Uh, three, Doug, du- Doug Duo has just smashed. Yes, Double D's just smashed. He's Laura's d- about to go up, but she needs uh, Double D to go shut the windows of the Valvo because it's raining. And also Doug 3 is upstairs, so mm-hmm. Doug 2 has to very awkwardly yell up <laughs> at, at the top Laura. of his voice. Up your up! Up your up! Said uh, Doug 2 in bed is alerted. Doug Trio in bed. Doug Trio, sorry. There's uh, a lot of Doug's to keep track of. It's not your fault. Yeah, really. I, I just want to keep it clear for the audience is all. But So Doug Trio uh, goes into the bathroom, into the shower. And in walks, immediately after Doug 2 has gone out to shut the windows of the Volvo in the rain. In walks Doug 4, soaking wet. And down the stairs comes Andy McDowell thinking that he's regular Doug, of course, because she don't know there's clones. Yeah, she also didn't see him walking like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> and, and now she feels bad because he's soaking wet after she asked him to close the windows of the ball hole. By the way, whenever uh, Doug Ford was walking around the house, they were playing this comical boom, 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 the tuba yeah, music. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and uh, not only is that kind of insensitive <laughs> sensitive to his character arc, but considering what happens next, that's terribly inappropriate. His char- he has a character arc? I meant his characterization. Oh. I, I was going to say, what the hell? I, I know that we're supposed to laugh at the dumb Michael Keaton, but... Uh, don't make the music laugh at him, too. <laughs> so, uh... You want to say it, Adam? Laura brings him on upstairs to get him out of those wet clothes. And she, she notices there's something peculiar about him. But when, when does she notice that? She pulls his pants off. And, and what does she see? What? Peppy. His peppy. Peppy, that's what it was. Peppy. Peppy. <laughs> he says it's his peppy. She says, uh... Oh, Doug. Oh, again? <laughs> okay, Doug. <laughs> to which he turns Spike's camera and says, I'm Peppy. See, this... Immediately after inciting this, we change scenes. This is the one that I would like to see, because this is the one that would have more potential comedic value. As insensitive as it would be... You want to, wait, you're saying this is the sex scene you want to see? Well, I'd like the lead up to it. Like a little more lead up, you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's more potential for shenanigans in this lead up than there is with Doug Trio and Doug uh, Double D. Do you think he talks at all during it? 
What do you think he said? I don't want to think about this at all. Peppy. Boom. Peppy there. Haha, <laughs> funny. This is the clown. He says, I'm sorry, my dear. I just came inside you. He says, I have arrived. So, just to, just to put it all out there, this Doug, who is clearly shown to have mental deficiencies, gets assaulted? He's more into it than, than two <laughs> yeah. well, well, three is. But can he consent? That's Are you saying question. that... that <laughs> we don't... They, uh, have, they have no ability to consent? Like they're in a coma? I'd argue no. He's we, childish. We, this this actually is a really interesting grounds for conversation. Is <laughs> Andy McDowell a predator? Is she a double rapist? <laughs> Triple, can we actually. Get, can we get a guest spot on the podcast by, uh, well, I guess he deals more with the Chris Hansen, I was going to say. <laughs> what are you doing here, Andy? I'm here for Doug. <laughs> Why don't you come Doesn't here? Doug seem a little off to you? Well, he did shut the Volvo's windows. <laughs> when he, when you approached him with sexual intent, what, what did he tell you? He said his peppy. All right, all right. I guess Chris Hansen will let that one slide. But the other two, well, I mean, after much I, heated discussion, I think we've two agreed. barely put. Yeah, two, yeah, two consented. Yeah, two is. Oh my god, cereal. Wait, you guys uh, just, you guys just fucking flip flopped on me. No, 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 we didn't. You did. No, because two, because because two does not try, does not put up much of a fight. He just wants to he eat food. Brushed her off, just like three did. No, then he, he didn't. Then he threw her onto the couch and yeah. jumped on top of her after she assaulted the poor man. It, she, she didn't get his. <sighs> Multiplicity is problematic. This is the end of the conversation. <laughs> We will not be held responsible for the movie making us have these conversations I, I with each other, trying to make jokes about it. I'm really we're excited. Making, I'm really not... excited for Doug's season just because it's simple. Oh, oh God, we just talk about Patty Mayonnaise and it's over. And we're going from this to another hard one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This next, uh. You gotta stop doing this to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Who picked this movie? Shh. So anyway, um, <laughs> we go back to the boat. <laughs> You know, you remember the boat where a uh, regular Michael Keaton is, while his 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 wife is at home with the clones and the, her, her their children. Some just nothing happens here. And... Uh, in case, oh, that's not true. In case you missed the the minute and a half scene of Michael Keaton dry heaving on the boat, they remind you again. Hey, Doug, you remember how you spent all day yakking on the boat you on our dog? Like, on he dog? said it's not the first time that someone's puked on the dog either, which I find interesting. Great job. Walt. Maybe it's the dog's fault if it's happened more than once. Yeah, maybe he just really wow. likes bathing in vomit. There's they get a good good establishing shot of the Catalina Harbor, and then immediately it's just a boat on black water, so you know that they did not have the money to shoot at the Catalina yeah, Harbor. It's, it's in Harold Ramis's swimming pool. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to screech when Doug says, I gotta get back into my life. This was, is the scene You've where... caused all these problems yourself, Doug! Okay, how, we are 80 minutes into this movie now, and he has yet to figure out that he is the problem in all of these scenarios. I swear I'm not trying to correct you to be an ass, but just to, like, re-exemplify your point, we're 90 minutes into the movie, and this is the scene where Doug says... You know what? Maybe it kind of fucked up my life a bit. 
He hasn't completely 180'd. He's like 45'd? But here's the... Another confusing thing is he says he sees his, he saw his life and he wasn't in it. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? It means all he the literally other, all is the other not dubs. participating in his own life yeah. anymore. How do you do that? Like I get in the abstract sense, but what in the fuck? Well, all the other dogs are doing all of his life for him. He's literally just golfing and, and going on boats with swingers. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> What's how long you been married? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really love that Doug is pretending to learn a lesson. It's, it's like, uh, I can't think of a good example, but it's, I just want to in a very patronizingly way say, good job, buddy. I don't think he even realized it. I just think he's, he's, it's a selfish realization. It's a selfish notion he has that he has like FOMO, that he's like, he feels like he's missing out. Not for not for the sake of his children, but because he feels like he is missing. Yeah, out. so it's these about damn clones still. are having all the fun. That's a good point, Adam. That's a really good point. It's not from their point of view. It's not you know I haven't been there for my children. I've put oh, yeah. my wife through you know conflicting emotions and all this stuff. Yeah, that's where it's, I was expecting it to go, but it didn't happen. It's I think that I should have those experiences of being a father and a husband again. Nobody learns a thing in multiplicity. Ooh, ooh, haikus with Drew. Haikus with Drew. It's time again for haikus with Drew. No one learns a thing. Michael Keaton still a douche. Multiplicity. All right, and now it's time for Slam Jam with Sam. Oh, that's good, brother. Multiplicity, morals all go out the door. This movie is peppy. <laughs> and now it's time for stanzas with Adam. And where I said fuck your place with peppy. <laughs> We've got enough of them. I got a around. lot of peppies to find. <laughs> we, got, we got enough on the last rest of the season. Oh God, who Keaton likes to be a nuisance to all friends and family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is Ben Adam Gets Adam. Oh, I like that. Get Adam, Adam. Get Adam with Adam. We should just start regularly doing uh, segments <laughs> in the podcast episode. Absolutely. Make nice little transition music. I like that that Doug, that Double D, uh, from his little time in the rain, putting the windows up on the Valvo, gets a fever of 103. That is a dramatic fever, you guys. This guy is... <laughs> he needs, like, to see a doctor. Maybe it's it's thrown out there very casually. Like, 103, you're not going anywhere, Buster. Yeah, 103, that's, like, straight to the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh, also, maybe that... Maybe that's an interesting thing we can talk about. Maybe, like, the clones have a weaker immune system, possibly. Huh. Maybe that's something... Because, like... The clones only have a five-year lifespan. Oh, really? No. Oh, fuck you. Wouldn't it be fun if at the end of the movie... Okay, new alternate ending for the movie. The clones all die of old age at the end of the movie. <laughs> as in they're all like... It, it's been two It's been two months, and they all... they all, the Two starts withering away and going, Doug, come closer, Douglas. We're not meant to live this long. Four gets cancer of the peppy. <laughs> what if Doug's clones execute Order 66 on Doug? <laughs> Yes, Doug's clones execute Doug. <laughs> that's that's sort Order sixty six. Ah. Doctor Bermuda Shorts just cut, suddenly appears on a hologram, says execute Order sixty six, <laughs> and the clones start killing Michael Keaton. It's perfect. 
Since we alluded to the fever, uh, two is no longer able to do big important day at job. Because it just so happens it's the big important day at job. But he has fevers, and this isn't a regular fever. <laughs> he's got a fever of 100 degrees. He's, he's got a fever of 103. He's that has Who is hot-blooded? That has left him unable to do his <laughs> I job. I liked it. I liked that. I liked it. I didn't laugh because Drew glared at me. So three has to fill in, but three doesn't know about job because two does job. Because three is wimpy little girly beta man. Because they've two all each one is too is too specialized in one area. Mm-hmm. There's something I gotta if know. You, ha- you have you have two who is good at working. You have three who is good at making Laura happy. You have four who is. Good at master. Who is who is good at being fun, and you have original flavor Doug, who's good at nothing. Jack of all trades, master of none. No, lack of all trades, master <laughs> of none. That's what the episode's called. Lack of all trades. Maybe. I'm, I'm sorry, um, brother. We interrupted you. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Do we ever see Doctor Sciensky again? Nope. Nope. Are you serious? <laughs> Positive. Yep. Oh man, that's maybe he wants to check up with the clones, make sure you know there's no organ failure, or maybe they they start having a fever of 103, and that's a sign that they're having clone fever or something like that. It's a sign they're gonna like turn into a thermonuclear uh, bomb. <laughs> I was they're gonna turn into gremlins. <laughs> I was literally just about to say I was expecting like the end of multiplicity to have like the old Chinese guy that comes back to take Gizmo away. Much responsibility needed. I was expecting an old clone guy to just swoop him back up. You just splash water on Michael Keaton to make him less horny. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that didn't work because it just gave him a fever of 103. Yeah, true. It was a little bit of rain. But, uh, unfortunately, Doug, too, is a victim of capitalism as Del King, the Doug's boss, proves himself to be boss. possibly the biggest villain in this movie aside from original flavor Doug mm-hmm. as, uh... As Doug, too, calls into work, says, I have a fever of 103. I cannot get out of bed. I cannot go to work today. Del King says, Yeah, why don't you reach down my throat and kill, was it, eat my liver. liver. (laughs) Genuinely funny Michael Keaton line (laughs) when uh, Doug Trio on the phone says, You're being a little overly dramatic, Del. Why didn't they just have uh, two call him? He's actually sick. Yeah. I think if they heard two say, because when I watch this, I always think, oh, it's, it's a tense scene because they got to trick the boss. They don't have to trick the boss. No, he's actually <laughs> deathly ill. He's one hundred percent truthfully not able to come into work. But yeah, Dell says if you don't come into work with a fever of one hundred and three, you're fired. Capitalism claims another Michael Keaton a victim. So then, always sunny intro plays. Doug gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, it's not because they took the the reasonable way, the way in which they'd get, you know, like, workers' comp or a cause for unjust uh, termination. termination. No, they send uh, Doug Trio, who, again, knows nothing about construction, Mm. to go talk to the building inspector. He does know a lot about baking, though. Yeah, he does. He knows a lot about ovens and baking and why you might want two ovens and rhubarb pie and all this. Very good in this department. Uh, yeah, but they go to see uh, the the building contractor, and uh, it's just a, a little minor uh, little fun familiar. little fun fact about the the yeah. building the building uh, inspector. He is Lionel Spaulding. He is Lionel Spaulding. Yeah, uh, did anyone know that? Making connections. I did not know that. I had no idea going in, but I was watching this like a half a week back. 
with my sisters, and when that happened, I felt my heart stop seeing that Glenn Shaddix is in this movie. That's his name? Yeah. Is he alive still? No, I didn't think so. No, he uh, had an accident in his home after we said he died of an orangutan-related right. accident. That's right. Oh, yeah. man. Wait, that happened recently? Like, when we do a Dunstan? No, no, oh, it no. happened, like, like ten years ago. But oh. no, he died of an accident in his home after we said he died of an orangutan-related accident. Not meaning that at all. We had no idea. Yeah. And Glenn Shaddix, genuinely really good as Lionel Spaulding, really good in Beetlejuice, really, really fun bit actor... Rest in peace, man. I can't wait till he shows up in Doug, green screened in. <laughs> hey, it's me, Blood Shaddix. <laughs> Just climbs a wall like Spider Man, is that what that was? No, it's like uh, the videos of eight year olds with their green screens pretending they're in Fortnite or Minecraft. Oh, can I why'd make... you have your hands open while you were running, pressed against an invisible wall? Can I make one recasting choice in this movie? Sure. This part? Anyone but Blood Shaddix. I think Ted should be Colin Mockery. Ted doesn't have very many lines. He does kind of look he like just, Colin Mockery type. He, he looks a little bit like Colin Mockery, and, and he just is making faces in the background, which I think Colin Mockery would be better at. Hmm. Okay, so how many uh, how many minutes has it been since no we last saw Ted? Uh, probably like 70. 70 minutes since I we last saw been... Ted, who was set up to be the rival. Does that come into play? I don't think he has a line, does he? This guy stands there. No, he says, uh, when, uh... Lionel Spaulding starts writing up Doug for not knowing the construction facts. Uh, <laughs> Ted leans in and says, his name is Doug Kinney, two ends. <laughs> he really needed to destroy Ted. They, they, yeah, they should have done it. They should have destroyed Ted. They had the chance. How did he ever get out of that porta potty? So really this whole thing goes back to Michael Keaton not taking the proper opportunity to kill his, his rival at work. Mm -hmm. This is all his fault. Anyway, just remember, you need to eliminate your rivals now. You must destroy Ted. If you if you wait, this is what happens. You have to, by whatever means necessary. If you leave you rivals see? unfinished, they will spell your name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Dunstan understood this. He eliminated Lionel Spaulding in the end. That fucker is dead. <laughs> uh, can we propose that Lionel Spaulding, Glenn Shaddix is the Stan Lee cameo of the Edging On podcast. <laughs> I like that, yeah. That's, that's we cool. have no idea if he is in the third movie. We have no idea in advance. So if we watch the third movie... If he's movie, in this movie, it's going to be there. wild, let me tell it's you. It's going to be wild. I'm Glenn Shatter. I'm Glenn Shatter. Oh, by he's the way, if that's not a spoiler, surprise, we're not doing Doug just yet. Doug will happen. Doug will have to wait. It will happen. Doug will happen, but first... Ooh. Ooh. They got hot and cold water in these houses. Oh. They do. Yeah, uh, Doug Trio make sure to mention that. They I got really lines for that. two ovens. Yeah. Well, actually, no, they only have one line for one oven. One line for one. They're supposed to have two, but one of the ovens orders was canceled. No, uh, Dell wanted to save money. Oh, that cheap ass. And, yeah. And uh, three goes, goes ahead and manages to accidentally make him look like a total idiot. By pointing out the uses of two ovens, how useful it is to have two. Because mm -hmm. if anyone would know how useful convenient. it is to have two ovens, it's three. Three? Yeah. Three ovens. What does Ted do here? Uh, he spells names. Yeah. <laughs> That's his job. He That's stands and crosses his arms and goes, mm. Mm. Two ends. Two ends. Stands for no nonsense. 
You could even replace him with Rowan Atkinson. That's a Yoda. What the fuck was that? Two ends. It works even better as Mr. Bean because then he just leans over and his only line in the entire movie is two ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if, if if that was true, I'd love this character so much and want to know his story if he just leaned over to two ends. It makes it, it makes it even funnier that Doug hates him. <laughs> Because <laughs> you just know nothing about him. Doug just hates this man. Except that he knows how to spell his name properly. I think you can actually, yeah, I think you can fix Ted's character by removing every, Ted's not really a bad character. Just remove every one of Ted's lines in the movie and it makes him even funnier. <laughs> what a way to rewrite a character. Because all he has is it being in the background and making, like, nonplussed faces at Doug. Like, mm. The only Ugh. thing that he's been so far is, like, the catalyst for the plot in a small, small way. I don't understand. I think you're full of shit. Ted's an awful character. <laughs> I guess maybe I'm thinking of Colin Mockery, Ted, my head. Yeah, that's a great character. Also, speak, uh, we're going to go for a fun tangent here. Because this, this is a completely unrelated tangent. It's only related in the fact that there used to be a Ponderosa Steakhouse in the city. Oh, here we took go. Place. <laughs> uh, Man, the church my family went to for years, the bassist of the band in the church looked for all the world like Ryan Styles. Like 100% looked exactly carbon copy. Like not even like how Ryan Styles looks on, looked on Whose Line Is It Anyway. He looked as though... Th this man looked like what Ryan Styles looks like now. Like, to the point where I looked up to make sure it wasn't Ryan Stiles. <laughs> I, I one day, like, kind of slightly embarrassed, asked my mom, Is that, is that Ryan Stiles? <laughs> it's not, is it? Yes, honey. He comes to church to play bass every weekend when he's not working with Drew Carey. I don't know what Ryan Stiles does today. <laughs> I don't think Ryan Stiles does. What? Is that show still going on? Yes. Yep. Yeah? I yeah. guess that's what he does now, yeah. <laughs> now we know. He doesn't have Jim Carrey. Didn't they fire... They Jim... don't have Jim Carrey anymore? I don't think they ever had Jim Carrey. They did. Drew, Drew, Drew Carrey. Drew Carrey. <laughs> That's what I meant, yeah. Uh, the Dugs get fired because, you know, they say that they're sick and Dell, being a complete asshole capitalist, says get in here anyway. Uh, literally all he has to do to get out of this is say, I was sick, I wasn't thinking straight, you made me come in anyway, it's your fault. I was on fever killers, man, so I could do the job. Because if, if if I know one thing, it's managers love when you tell them it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> See, that I don't think that would work, because they sent Doug 3 in, who was totally fine, he didn't appear sick at all. Say so like, I was on meds. Yeah, the magic, no fever, no... Obvious signs of being sick meds. Okay, you idiot. Don't, don't send three in. Who does that leave? None of them. Don't go Ooh. in. Well, then you're definitely fired because your boss is a cock. Well, then you can sue him. Yeah. I don't know about that. Is oh, I guess like you would have to go to the company? hospital and get like a actual bill of bad health or whatever. Couldn't he? He doesn't have. Well, I guess they do have fake documents. They all yeah. have fake documents. Yeah, Doctor Sciensky made expressly clear that. Why does he need fake documents if it's Why all are the they same still guy? living with Doug One? Why haven't they ditched this asshole yet? <laughs> yeah, they could just go and live their lives. Dude, they got a sweet deal. They get hookers and baloney. What does Doug have over them? They're more power. They can outpower him. Yeah, they, they could kill him and bury him under the garage. They give him like eighty percent of their pay of their pay, probably. Why don't they just? 
Why don't they just kill Doug and fuck his wife? <laughs> well, we're halfway there, as Bon Jovi would say. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's something that, again, I want to get into in the this... in the finale. The, the horrible way this movie implements cloning as a way to destroy its world building. What a fun, dark alternate cut of this movie it would be if it just halfway through the clones murder Doug and just live his life but make everybody in his life happier and just prove that he was such a useless human being that like they can do it better than he how has he not realized this by the way how has he not realized that they're living his life better than he is bad writing I don't know oh it's 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 painful to see it though because it's just a never-ending cycle and you can tell that every single aspect of, of Doug's life is improved when he's not there. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doug. This is like a... You a, fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like a... Uh, oh, it's a wonderful life. Like oh my if, gosh. If, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak in generalities here, but if I had the ability to see that my life would be better without me personally, I think it's only fair to... Let's stop right there. <laughs> but it's funny you should go down this tangent because there's an infamous episode of the Fairly Odd Parents where they do an It's a Wonderful Life parody where they find out everyone would be better off without Timmy Turner and they <laughs> had to stop airing it because of how bad it was upsetting parents and kids. Yeah, putting that idea that in children's heads that everybody in their lives would be better off if they were dead. Yeah, didn't they call that episode 13 Reasons Why? <laughs> Good night. Just, they lose their well, job. Okay. They go back to okay, Casey so McDowell. Actually, not, not, we've, been, we've had that entire conversation, but maybe, in fact, they're not living his life better because they are kind of fucking this up a little bit. Yeah. So they have lost him his job. Yes. And uh, then when uh, Laura tries to talk to him about it, because she Talk talks to two, that talks is. to two, uh, he, with his zero tact, manages to get slapped by and... telling her, "Okay, she is being a little unreasonable." She's like, "Doug, why didn't you go to work today?" He's like, "I have a possibly fatal fever." And then she's like, "But today was the big big inspection, Doug." And he just said. And so she says, I had to move around everything so you could do your big inspection today. He's still got a, a fever of 103, Laura. And so he says, what, do you want a metal for it or something? And she gives him a good old... He absolutely deserves to get slapped. That's a real shitty thing. Yeah, that's a I, real shitty thing to say, but still. I don't think it, it was worthy of being slapped, though. He's she, sick. He's delirious. She should have killed him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just for the slap, though. So the the uh, she walks away and then like comes back to confront him. I this scene makes me a little sad because I love this scene. You only have to change one thing to make it funnier. You the, the fix this scene. We need to not know what Doug she's talking to. Yes, unfortunately, that would be good. we yeah. instantly know it's four. 
We it's get so because he's sawing something and he's very close to killing himself because he's, he's sawing something on his stomach. He's sticking his tongue out and making the faces. It's very clear that it's for. Yeah, and so Laura comes in. She's like, I'm sorry I slapped you, but we're having some serious emotional problems. We're having some disconnects. She pours her heart out to him. Yeah. Okay, she, uh, she's the, she is like the most heartfelt confet like conversation. She is laying out all these problems in the relationship. It feels like you're a different person every day. I need to know if you still love me. And then she says, Doug, tell me. Tell me what you want. I want pizza. He wants pizza. Okay. Before, before we get more into the so before we get more into the pizza thing, Andy McDowell has become so wishy-washy, her character has, because she changes her feelings towards Doug on a dime these mm -hmm. past like I think twenty or thirty minutes. It's like they get in a fight. She comes around and apologizes. I think she's way more consistent than three, the four separate people trying to pretend to be the same person. Well, I mean, that's not saying much, though. She's just, she should be the one that's grounding this entire fiasco. Yeah, I'm with Adam too. I just really, she's I, been so consistent. In, like, the first part of this movie, she's been very realistic, surprisingly well-written, surprisingly endearing, but now she's just, like, uh, it's it's understandable why she's mad, then she just, uh, like, gets wishy-washy, oh, I'm so sorry, Doug, and She then turns she, right around and apologizes. I, I agree with you on the sex scene, because that's right after, like, an argument. That, that, yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. This scene I don't agree as much, because she's very upset and slaps him. I, I feel like it could make sense. After the sex to, scene. After yeah. their passionate night of three rounds. Okay, fair enough. She that, then comes in. And that one scene is completely out of place, essentially. Yes. If you take I, that scene out, it makes sense. I would definitely argue that this is the same thing, though, because, first off, we don't know how much time has passed. That's that's the problem, another problem with this movie. There's no real clear uh, yeah. notion of time. So, at least from our perspective, we're watching the film, it just, it just seems as though they get in a fight, she goes right back around to Doug and just changes her entire uh, mindset and it's really distracting at times because like for the first three or four episodes of the, the podcast we were just we were all like oh Andy McDowell she's she's carrying the movie she's great she's a really believable mom and it's gone now it's not her fault I I have a strong suspicion this was written by the other guy what was his name I don't know. I'm uh, glad. I never knew. Oh. I'm fuck. <laughs> fuck you then, I guess. Oh. Not you, the writer. I'm glad us three men are here to decide how this woman should feel. <laughs> men! <laughs> it's got nothing to do with how she should feel. <laughs> it's how not she should not feel. Why well, get real defense? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sam, yes. I can see that you're defensively <laughs> lashing out like a porcupine, so let me give you your uh, compliment. So that way you stop hurting us, your friends. You know, that was a very funny idea for a scene. I'm dropping the, the shitty pretext. I do really love Sam's idea for this scene. Because this had the Colonel to be the funniest scene in the movie. Of you just see one of the Dugs. He's like, I don't know, looking at a calendar or something. Laura comes in, pours out her heart to him. And we don't know which one it is. And she says, what do you want? He says, have a pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I want, I want to reshoot this movie. I want to do our own version of this movie. 
We can never get the miracle million dollar beer kind of can toss. Yeah, I remember when we first started the Dunstan season, we were talking about like remaking uh, a mock Dunstan. And now we're talking about remaking like a like a different cut of multiplicity. We could Maybe, do multiplicity. We could probably do multiplicity. There's nothing too flashy other than like the visuals. But I mean, it's 2021. We can do that. Yeah, the stuff that was cutting edge then is now like this. Be yeah, this is stuff that high school kids can do. All right, Adam, predict the whimpering conclusion of multiplicity. <laughs> now it's gonna go with bang. You don't. You don't know. Bang or whimper or... I know it's going to go out with a whimper. I just know it. Because at this point, there are so many loose ends to tie up. And I know there's no way they can end on like a high note that makes sense. <laughs> you can tie the whole... Fil the Here's what you do. You take all the loose ends and you wind them together in the one news to tie the movie up. <laughs> <laughs> you just ball them up and you say, forget about them. So I, I, don't, I don't even know... What the hell to say at this point? Stab in the dark. Stab in the dark. Okay. So I would imagine there's going to be like a moment. <laughs> Stab in the dark. <laughs> I know there's going to be a moment where One there's foot like. away from you. <laughs> there's definitely going to be a moment where Andy McDowell takes the kids and, they, and leaves because of Michael Keaton's behavior. There's going to be some. The kids. Oh, yeah. Based right. on what? Well, based on the fact that that's how all these movies go. Taking the kids and leaving? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to my sister's until you figure your shit out. Oh, okay. Like, not, like, oh, okay. getting the fuck out. Okay, but... I thought you meant, like, divorce papers coming and Michael no. Keaton drinking himself to death. There's, there's as a much as that would be poetic justice. Then the there's a scene where Mercedes himself. drives by, and the, the, like, with dark-tinted windows, the driver's window goes down, and you see Annie McDowell in the driver's seat. It's Ted, and he sneers the shitty <laughs> grin and drives off. He takes his lap, he takes his head out of her lap as she's driving. <laughs> His head out of her lap? Yeah. That's a lot harder to do. <laughs> That's how powerful Ted is. I don't crane your... Uh. Yeah, oh, man, you gotta... <laughs> Let's not talk about Thinking that. Thinking about the logistics... That's, all, that's all I can think about now. I, I mean, you probably... You, I mean, you could probably do it. You wouldn't be able to do a good job. You'd have think. to, like... Your legs would have to be, like, sticking straight... I've been through. To the very tip of the floor. That would hurt your neck real bad. It would. Because you have, have to, to have your head, like, craned at a weird angle. Guys, this isn't the Dunstan season your anymore. Your jaw would fucking snap and, from and having to contort your face. I'm trying, and, and this you guys. Is, this is out of question in the stick shift. It's got to, you've got to have an automatic, like, maybe, maybe if you got, like, a column shift or something like that, like an American car that has, like, at least it's more common on there. Then maybe you got a bit more room. Like if you got bench seats. Maybe if maybe. you got like a bitch with tall legs, she can put I the swear seat I'm back trying. so she can. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. You got a '70s car with bench seats. The floors in those are mostly flat. Okay. And then and then you can put the cruise on. She can turn like 45 degrees, right? And then you can. There's a lot of space in the floor. You can uh, you can get down in the wheel past your side footwell, and then you got a pretty good angle to go in there. I think I, I think I, I think, I think we solved. Um, Roadhead equality. Yeah. I think we I think we did it. So automakers, get on get bench seats back so that, you know, guys can give some roadhead too. Yeah, it's it's no longer just for the ladies. It's wait, it's no longer just for the fellas, it's for the ladies now too. Yeah. Roadhead. It's for everyone. <laughs> oh, it's about to go down. That's the slogan for Roadhead. <laughs> Oh, I guess we're going to finish this movie up next time. I guess. Drew ran away. 
That was fair. He walked out the door. He's smoking a cigarette in the cold now. Well, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been Joe Biden. I've been Mitt Romney. I've been Nancy Pelosi. And thank you for listening to Edging On, Edging On, Edging On, Multiplicity. And don't worry, that's the only politics joke this season. And you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> Edging On. Edging On. Edging On. Multiplicity. That was Edging on Multiplicity, a podcast where three brainless clones discuss multiplicity ten minutes at a time. You can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Edging on is a podcast by Sam featuring Adam and Drew. Music is done by Sam and edited by Adam.